And welcome to another edition of Locked On Yankees. I'm your host for this edition, which is being recorded Sunday night after the Yankees did not play. And I am your host, Larry Fleischer, longtime media guy who's written hundreds, thousands of articles about the Yankees and baseball for various places over many years. And uh, we're going to discuss some, you know, as best we can, uh, anything that happened on Sunday. Because really, Sunday was kind of like Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Episode about nothing. Uh, Yankees didn't play. In fact, they canceled the game around 10.45. And it was a 1 o'clock start. So, and uh, you would think they would, they would have been able to leave Baltimore by then, but... Uh, and be in Detroit middle day, but apparently that's not the case. Uh, as they said in Spaceballs, the radar appears to be jammed. Well, I don't know if anybody threw some jam at the at the radar, but the Yankee charter plane had a radar problem, leaving the Yankees stuck on the tarmac. Uh, I think I think it was about an hour. And this is the third time they've had that. Uh, so between seven rainouts and three plane issues, the Yankees are leading the league in those categories in addition to the various offensive categories that they are leading with. Now, as for the games that did get played, uh, the Yankees played Friday night. Very nice, tidy 4-1 victory. Uh, Aaron Judge with another... Long home run, uh, Greg Bird triple, uh, Glaber Torres losing his shoe, and Sonny Gray pitching well. Uh, I don't know what you can get out of Sonny Gray pitching well because uh, it seems, you know, his best work is done against some of the lesser teams in the American League. He uh, had eight, eight score, eight solid innings against Kansas City, and has beaten Baltimore twice, and then. In between, he spit the bit against Oakland, who is a has a winning record, and he was terrible against the Angels, who also have a similar record to Oakland by now. So I don't know what you can make out of that, but you know, the opposite is you can. It's like you criticize a team for having a soft schedule and beating the winning games as a soft schedule, but you would also criticize them for. Not winning games you're supposed to be, and uh, when your opponent is 17 and 40, no matter what kind of starting pitcher you are, on a good team, you're supposed to win that game. And Sonny Gray did a nice job. Uh, wasn't as dominant as he had been against Kansas City, but he, you know he was steady in that game. And then last night, uh, well, once they played the game, I, I was monitoring the game for other kind of work purposes. Uh, it was a 4 o'clock game that wound up starting at 5.45 because of the old threat of rain gag, which there is nothing more detestable in a rain delay than that. Believe me, I have uh, sat through a couple of those over the years, most notably one where Yankees played a game against Texas, where, which was delayed for 20 minutes or so due to the threat of rain. They played the game, and then they got to like 10.45, ninth inning, Yankees were up 
and it was legitimately raining, and the game was delayed for three and a half hours, and the game did not end till two thirty in the morning. You do not know what you do not want to know what time I got home from that one, uh, but that was not one of the uh, highlights of uh, me sitting through rain delays. I would rather have a rain delay where it's actually raining instead of. But nonetheless, the Yankees played the game, and it was also another nice victory. Uh, Couple hits by Andujar, including nice home run. Stanton with an impressive home run. It was his first home run in two weeks, and that game was actually the Yankees' first game in the second quarter of the season. Second quarter being that you can I mean you can figure out the what the team is on pace for just by divide you know one sixty two divided by the games played and then. Multiplying it by a certain number, and we will delve into the first quarter, the first quarter numbers of the Yankees in just a bit. But but first, I'd like to tell you if you'd like to dive into advertising on the show, you can email us at lockedonnyy at gmail dot com, and if you'd like to. Uh, dive into listening to the show, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, any other thing that has a podcast service. You can leave us a rating, tell us what you think, tell us what you would want to hear, anything that's on your mind as it pertains to the Yankees. And the the Yankees are in the second quarter, so to speak. Because 54 games is exactly one-third of a season. And so they're one game into the second quarter. And they're on pace for 109 wins, uh, which is good. They're on pace, obviously. (laughs) They're on pace for 916 runs, 265 home runs, which I believe would set a record. Stanton is on pace for 35 35 homers, which is would be... Similar to what Alex Rodriguez produced in his first year of high-pressure baseball with the Yankees. I think he had 36 in 2004. Judge is on pace for 47. So they're they're rolling at a good pace here. I mean, they really are. And the one other thing they're doing is um, they're winning these. They're 21-11 in games decided by three runs or less. 10-3 in one-run games. That's also a good sign. And... Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's some things that could be better. I mean, starting pitching has been shaky. But the bullpen, uh, I think, has been has been well. Um, if you don't believe me, just ask Buck Showalter. The, the writers down in Baltimore on Saturday were discussing Aaron Boone with Buck Showalter. And... Um, I don't know the exact wording of the question, as I was not there. But Buck Showalter says, look at the league leaders in games pitched, and you won't see any Yankees. That's a sign of a well-managed bullpen, which is true. David Robertson is the only Yankee who uh, is even close to the top 10. He has 27. He has 27 appearances in the AL. This year, by the way, pitching leaders... The pitching leader through Saturday is Brian Shaw with 32. There have been five, um, excuse me, 
six pitchers with at least 30 appearances and through Saturday. And a bunch of pitchers who are tied for 10th for, uh, at 28th. David Robertson is at 27. It's at 27, which he completed last night. And then there's a Roldis Chapman, which is 33rd. So, I mean, I mean, yeah. It is a good barometer, but, you know, the Yankees have had a number of reasons for that. They've played 55 games. If you include the uh, suspended contest with the uh, Nationals, which is among the, the fewest, if not the fewest. And... You know, and they and they have an offense that is averaging about six runs a game. So, so there is a difference between how the bullpen is being used, and it's frankly, it's it's good to see. I mean, not that Joe Girardi really was bad at managing the bullpen. I mean, in, if you're basing it on Yankees placing in the top ten of, of appearances, the last time that happened was Boone Logan when he tied. With Sean Camp, Randy Choate, and Matt Belisle for the Major League League with 80 appearances. And that was the year the Yankees won 95 games. Uh, other years it happened. Um, it really hasn't happened that much with the Yankees. And so it's tough to gauge about that. But the Yankees have done a nice job with everything. Managing through this bizarre travel. Good God, this travel, between the travel and the rain delays. Um, we know this. We know that they will be playing two games in Detroit today. By the time this is posted, it's a makeup doubleheader. They were actually supposed to play a doubleheader, and that actually got canceled. To show you how, how messed up the Yankees' s- scheduling has been, it will be... Not sure what the pitch. I know Severino is pitching. I think he's pitching as Mike Fears, and then he then Domingo Herman gets the second game. And as we as we said, uh, I'm talking about talking about Domingo Herman. He's done an incredible job. But we're looking forward to watching to watching uh, Severino. I mean, I always look forward to him. I mean, what's not to look forward to? The guy is among the leaders in wins, among the lead, leaders in other categories such as ERA. And the Yankees have done, and he and you know he's won a number of games where he hasn't even been in it necessarily his best per se. You know he's kind of grinded, which is also the sign of a of a good pitcher. And um, also worth watching tomorrow is the draft, which you know I I'll be honest with you I do not follow the draft as extensive. I don't follow drafts that extensively. I read mock drafts in football and baseball. I don't really follow them in baseball. I mean, I read, you know, if it's in like Sports Weekly or in the paper or anything like that, I do I do not follow it. But the Yankees do have the 23rd pick. Uh, this is the, and um, it seems uh, in a recent mock draft, MLB.com's Jim Callis had the Yankees projection. Bryce Turang, a shortstop. If the, if the last name sounds familiar to 
early 1990s baseball fans? It is. His father played briefly with the Mariners in 93-94. Other picks, they could be picking a high school right-hander, Kumar Rocker, whose father was an NFL lineman. As for what the Yankees have done in the draft, in recent history, they have gone the college route. Uh, so the Yankees have gone the college route in recent drafts. As for their successes in the draft, the MLB draft is a probably more of a crapshoot than any than anything. Uh, last year's first round picks, uh, you know, stuff to tell out of last year's first round picks. But last year, the Yankees picked 16th and picked Clark Schmidt, a pitcher out of South Carolina who underwent Tommy John surgery last year. So he is still recovering. Uh, so, you know, it, it it's very difficult to gauge. Two years ago, the Yankees picked... Picked in the middle draft. They picked Blake Rutherford, who was part of the trade that netted them David Robertson, Todd Frazier, and Canely. 2015, they picked... They picked James Carpellian, who netted him Sonny Gray. So, obviously, the Yankees have done well in recent drafts in terms of picking players who other teams think are prospects worth pursuing in trades to uh, benefit the current ball club. And other other Yankee picks in 2014, Yankees did not have a pick because they went on the spending spree of the Ellsbury, McCann, Beltran. But the 2013 draft is the one that really uh, is among the reasons why the Yankees are where they are. With 30, they had the 32nd pick as compensation for losing Nick Swisher, and it landed on Aaron Judge. This is a draft where Chris Bryant went number two, John Gray went number three, Clint Frazier. They actually have... Uh, Three players in the organization from that draft, uh, from the first round. Clint Frazier, who went number five, and Billy McKinney, who was number 24. Other picks in that draft were Marco Gonzalez, who, believe me, I know all about how well he's done. Because I have him in one of my fantasy baseball leagues, so I know him. And uh, the 20, their, over, their first pick in that draft netted him a role as Chapman. So 2013 was a good draft class. But other than that, the first round really, for a while, really hasn't really netted the Yankees much success. Ty Hensley, who uh, I still remember being in the group, talking to to him as is customary, that the Yankees would bring out the first round picks to the field to Yankees team just to get him lay of the land, and he is... Uh, he's not even with the Yankees. Actually, he's not even with... Uh, any major league baseball team. He's he's pitching in Evansville for the Frontier League, which is an independent league. So, you know, you don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's obvious. Maybe Bruce Harper or Steven Sh- Bryce Harper. I don't know who Bruce Harper is, former cornerback of the Jets. But guys like that are obvious talents. But you, you really don't know. I mean, you, I mean... And it's really tough to gauge, and uh, you know, and I don't know how much stock I put into uh, 
into everything. I mean, we want to see the Yankees continue the path that they've been on, where a bulk of the players are homegrown. Um, yesterday, case in point, case in point, uh, Gardner, Judge, Bird, Sanchez, and Duhar are all Batances, and Robertson, even though he came back, are all homegrown. So we'd like to see the Yankees have success in the draft where they can, more than half their roster is homegrown or prospects acquired in other trades. But we, you know, but the, that'll kind of bookend a, kind of an interesting week here for the Yankees. Yankees, after playing the two in Detroit, which Detroit has done a commendable job. They were projected to be maybe on par to where they were in 1996 when they lost 103 games or in 89 when they were really bad. But 28-31, two and a half out in a weak central. So they're certainly not a pushover based on that. And then the Yankees play Toronto, who um, the last time the Yankees saw Toronto, they had gotten off to the really good start, but they have faded immensely. 26-33. And then the Yankees play the Mets, and uh, boy, I don't know what else we could say about the Mets on this show. But those games will be interesting. I'm one of the small minority people who likes the six games between the Yankees and the Mets. So this will be an interesting time for the Yankees. Maybe a chance to figuratively pad their schedule if you if you if you wanna think about that. But thirty seven and seventeen through fifty four games. Uh you would sign up for that in a minute because if you went thirty seven and seventeen two more times, you'd actually have hundred and eleven wins. And we'll see where the Yankees stand as we go along this week uh, against the Blue, Toronto, Detroit, and the Mets before a fairly lengthy homestand against Washington, Tampa Bay, and Seattle. And that's it for now. Uh, you've been listening to Locked On Yankees, and uh, I'm your host, Larry Fleischer. Thank you for listening, and... Uh, Keep subscribe, and you can. And as a reminder, for other episodes of this podcast, you can subscribe to them via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean. You can also listen to them on through our website, lockedonyankees.com. And if you'd like to advertise, or if you know of anyone who wants to advertise, you can email us at lockedonnyy at gmail.com.